This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. What's up, Truth Seekers? Welcome to the FBI Basement, the show we watch and review every single episode of the Hit 90s series, The X-Files. Why was that necessary? Why did you have to do that? Because it's kind of a funny screenshot. It is hilarious, and this is why I'm angry. Always angry. Someone decided to show me a screenshot from, like, an episode that fills me with rage. (laughs) I hate... (laughs) I hate him so much. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do. I'll post it in the Discord. Yeah, he'll put it not in the. Okay, fine. I thought you did. I was like, why am I not getting this? So mad at you. I'm not looking at the Discord now. I hate you. Oh, snaps. What's that? I hate him so much. That's some spoilers, is what that looks like. Yeah, that is some super spoiler. And now I hate him. And now I refuse to do this podcast. Today on this podcast that we are all (laughs) totally about to do. I hate you so much. We are going to be reviewing The Blessing Way. First episode of season three. It originally aired on September 22nd, 1995. The second in a three-part arc that was... A very big deal, folks. It was a mostly big deal. I'm Todd, your host. I'm joined by our usual panel of nuts and conspiracy wackos. I I thought you were going to say soups, but okay. Soups? I thought you were going to say berries. I thought you were going to say nuts and bolts. Why am I the one who went to soups? I don't, anyway. It's their own. (laughs) All right. uh, I'm joined by my better half, the writer, Shannon. I'm mad at him, everybody. Really mad. I am also joined by our resident artist and uh, philosopher, Marissa. Hi. And, of course, the producer, editor, and sultan of the Medicinal Mass Network. Sultan. Because it's, sul- it, it's a sultanate, right? No. The Ayatollah of Rock and Roll, Valentine. Yo. <clears throat> <laughs> And uh, once again, we'll be go- jumping right into the blessing way. But before we do, I want to point out that this was written by Chris Carter. It was it originally aired on September twenty second, nineteen ninety five. I think I already said that. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Many things. <laughs> and uh, I want to let you guys know that the Medicinal Mass Podcast Network brings you the FBI basement. Every episode is free at the point of access for you, but. We need your money. We're starving over here, man. Yeah, and only go to the port of entry. Otherwise, we'll take your children. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can, if you like what you hear, we want you to share us with your friends. But you can also, if you want to kick us a little something, something so we can afford a uh, root beer and a hot dog at the A&W. You we can, have an A&W and you didn't tell me? You can go to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash FBI basement, or find us at the medicinal, find it a uh, link to it at the medicinal mass network website, medicinalmass.com. You can donate at many levels and get access to our discord chat and join the community of uh, basement dwellers and uh, get access to several audio visual goodies 
Which Mall part? JK, ours closed down because it had rats. Not their Patreon. Please, dear God, give money to our Patreon. The we rat, can't. Patreon does rats. No, Patreon does not have rats. Our <laughs> did. Why would rats shut down a website? They're crafty. Just trust They're, me on this one. Th- this is going to get really weird, and I will explain it to you later. They're also super loyal to each other. Rats love each other and the taste of human flesh. Let's begin. I'd like to begin this um, uh, with a story that my grandfather told me. There was a time where four strange companions known as the podcast people came and they wandered the plains together asking, t- talking about the pointless minutiae of a of an old television series the podcast people came strangely mostly on thursdays but sometimes there'd be a gap in the schedule if they hadn't gotten to recording for a while you done what are you done okay (laughs) that we thought we said it was pretty racist to do that but uh i guess yeah okay Okay. anyways (laughs) okay so i guess we should talk about the indian elephant in the room because those are smaller and uh, more docile and are easier to domesticate (laughs) (laughs) which are things i wanted to bring up in fearful symmetry but i forgot yeah i think we need it let's just get this out of the fucking way because the this is going to be a theme in the next two episodes and this is kind of like where my cold dark heart that had been opened and warmed by uh anasazi kind of decides to shut down and be like fuck you the x-files is not very good with race and this is them trying to be quote-unquote woke no, as woke as one could be in 1995. Yeah, it's 1994. And in the sense that uh, Chris Carter has a real weird hard-on for the Anasazi. Like, really, like, he... This is going to show up. Like, Navajos are going to... Like, the Navajo people are going to show up a lot in the X-Files. And, uh, And the thing is, is, like, this is all going to be built around the blessing way ritual which i think you found out wasn't yeah it's not not what it is it's not the way that they project yeah okay so when i came home from work in this beautiful like after a very long long hard day at work uh my husband says to me hey uh do you know if the blessing way ceremony that they do here is real and i said not and uh so therefore i i decided to look it up and um Sit around, boys and girls. We should talk. Sometimes when a man loves a woman or they're trying to propagate. Get to the point here. Basically, the blessing way is actually a very secretive ritual. It's a two part ritual, as I understand it, from the article that I read on from Wikipedia while eating dinner. Is there's two parts of this and it's a ceremony that is done when there's a great cosmic imbalance. Uh, the first part of this is the blessing way, which happens when a child is about to be born or what have you. But it's supposed to balance and then it tells the story of creation and the cosmos and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The other part of this is the enemy way, which is when bad shit happens and you have to frighten away the bad shit. Uh, what it is, is basically storytelling and traditional dance and singing and Things that you would do as a fucking community and not what this fucking shit that they do with Mulder is hanging out in what I can only guess is the sweat lodge from Dances with Wolves. 
uh, like he's about to talk to Jim Morrison. And I'm just going to combine three or four things here. What it reads to me here, this fucking scene, is it's I'm a white guy who just saw smoke signals and read Sherman Alexie's book, um, Confessions of a Part-Time Indian, and you know three or four other things. And I just learned that the Anasazi were real. And I really understand the plight of uh, the native tribes. But I'm also a white guy from Orange County, so I have no fucking idea what I'm doing here. That's that's how the scene reads to me. Well, the scene does open with a monologue. And that monologue kills me. A monologue from uh, Albert Hosty. Yes. Who speaks uh, somewhat prophetically before the cigarette smoking man and his Terry goons bust into his house. And looking for Mulder. Like it needs a man's... And he demands him in such a way that I think I just sat there and laughed because it was really funny. They're just braining motherfuckers. Like, oh, they just hit the like you know. It, it's almost like it, it's almost like brutalizing native people comes natural to whites. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and that crew is like, pretty white. I will say that. I will are, not. There, there is not a face that doesn't get smashed by the butt of a by the butt of a rifle. You know what I also noticed here? Um, there are no women in this reservation. No, they're not a back where they're supposed to be like gathering. Well, after a shake, after the shakedown and ransacking, the uh... you're you know what you're fired. <laughs> Wait, no, you're the producer, Todd. You're fired. Uh, Scully, uh, uh, Scully driving down. Oh, by the way, there's no. Uh, we didn't do the opening theme because the previous one was just a because the stinger was basically. Last time on the X Files. Previously on the X Files, Scully is accosted by the helicopter as she's driving home at night. And she's We've all driving, been there, right? She's driving all the way to DC from uh, from where? From New Mexico. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they come down and put her against the car, and they they take her gun and they take the paper copies of the files, and she insists that she does not have the dat tape that they're looking. For. But she doesn't dat tape. Like, That's what they call it. That's what it is. It's Daft Punk. That's what it is. It's Daft Punk. It's harder, better, faster, stronger. That's what it is. It's that's what it is. That's what it is. That's a fucking great album, though. Yeah, it's one of the best. Yeah. Discovery. Uh, Discovery. That's yeah. That's where I was trying to go with that one. Yeah. Her day does not get better when she goes to work because while she is there, she is getting a hard pad. And- oh, is this where she gets spanked by Chris Carter? Yeah, Chris Carter. Yeah, Chris Carter making a cameo in this. Like scene. he is literally asking her questions about shit he wrote, and it's it's really uncomfortable for me. But like, it, but like, oh yeah, <laughs> Scully uh, for missing the th- thing and doing some insubordination and having the files that she swore she wouldn't have. In the other episode, they talked about how uh, they could fire her without any cause if she had that. And she lied about it. Oh yeah! Welcome to Scully. Like Scully, honey, no, Dana. Uh, it, she is basically put on immediate administrative leave, no pay, no benefits. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars, and no fondling of dead bodies this time, young lady. And make it's yourself. Like, well, I've got my own dead bodies I can more, fondle. We've got more questions, and turn in your badge. And did they take her badge? I they remember. didn't take her. They didn't take her um, ID. They took her actual. FBI badge, the metal one. Yeah, I didn't know they could do that. That's anyway. That's what they do. That's what you do. Like so, turn like, in your badge and your gun. Yeah, you hear that awesome. in cop shows. That they must I, I've seen it. 
I don't know if that's real, but okay. I've seen Whatever. it on Fox TV shows, so it's got to be true. You know, I mean, we are. To- you know what? I'm. I'm just gonna check out for a little bit. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. Call me when something important happens. TV later. Real. Yeah. Scully goes to clear her stuff out of the basement office, but pulls it and, and, and reaches into uh, Mulder's desk to find the uh, plastic container of the dat tape. He took the mixtape with him, the mixtape she made for him to remind him of that summer they spent together. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. I, I thought I was being funny. And then you stop talking. I guess I'm not fun. <laughs> the best of her knowledge, Mulder is now dead. <laughs> the best of anyone's knowledge. Mulder is dead. Deader than dead could be. And in fact, that's what the that's what the cigarette smoking man tells to his. He's buddy. pretty fucking pleased with himself when he goes reported to the group too. Like he's dead, kids. Yeah, he's there. The well manicured man is there. The fat man is there. The guy with the mole. Do these guys have any names? No, none of them have names. Guy with the mole should really get that mole looked at, though. Yeah, he's, he's got an appointment. This is where uh, Smoking Man first lies, and he says he's got the tape, or he knows yep. the location of it. Well, he's like, it's been destroyed, everybody. I'm a fucking genius. Who's a fucking genius? CG, me, be me. I'm a genius. Back in New Mexico, the tribe spots buzzard circling over um, uh, the spot where near where the boxcar that was bombed out by the by smoking man's troops so you know like they realize that the fbi woman who they had met will be very disappointed as she mentioned how much she likes poking bodies and this one is close to death like again this is just this is one of my favorite scenes of this whole thing it's one of the goofiest as like as serious as this uh these cut these these few episodes are this scene right here is hilarious because those rocks weigh like like they're basically <laughs> they're pillows <laughs> they're pillows <laughs> literally someone went to sedona for a weekend and he's like i'm going to paint the set like this yeah they're just well, styrofoam painted like rocks apparently Mulder escaped the, the explosion by climbing through a tunnel that was apparently was dug by one of the um uh half alien corpses you know he didn't he- make it though Here's the thing. Why didn't the kids move the rock and proceed to poke him with a stick? Which is what any kid of any nationality, creed, race, or color would have done when you find a half-dead David Duchovny in the desert. Uh, Hosting then proceeds to prepare the way to prepare a blessing way chant. No, in order to in order to heal Boulder's yeah. wounds. This is not how this works. <laughs> We're gonna call the ancient healers instead of the pyramid. I love how they they never call the fucking. They never called nine one one. Again, impressive. again, this is again, this is a white guy's understanding of Navajo tradition. And don't get me wrong, part of the thing with the Navajo stuff is that it is not permitted to speak about your the rituals because then they lose the magic and they lose the importance because then white out and white people basically outsiders will then know and then they can actually then pervert the magic of the ritual because you have to focus all your energy in doing this. Like, case in point, you ask, I can't find shit about skinwalkers because if you are asking about skinwalkers, then you're a skinwalker kind of thing. So I can be really snotty and say that I looked this up on Wikipedia, but this is 1994 and this is me playing kind of a devil's advocate. Maybe they didn't know. 
Maybe it's not. However, it doesn't make this any less offensive when they could have spoken to the medicine man, or as we call them, the family nurse practitioner, um, for a man who has probably got, I, I don't know, some compression injuries, you know, some compression fractures, uh, severe dehydration, stroke. heat stroke. Bitch, take him to a hospital. But no, they take him to the sweat lodge and begin lighting some small fires of looking look, look why like does a like why do indians who live in the fucking desert have a sweat lodge they're in there and and they're doing this really for a white guy this is <laughs> uh but they bring this guy in and bring Mulder in they lay him on this bed cover the bed with like thatch and like leaves again they're a tribe that lives in the fucking desert. And they're doing this to bring forth the holy people. To either oh, guide God. Mulder to the afterlife to be with his ancestors or guide him back to the world of the living. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it, this you, is... You've spoken your piece about how inaccurate this is. Of what yeah, things are, go things ahead. Are. I kind of dig the mythology, even though it's made up here, that sort of... You need to, it, they're, you're, you're dragging this out to a three, basically. So basically, you need to keep the what's going to happen to Mulder thing suspenseful for at least half the episode. Well, and here's the thing we're not even to this, like he's going to be milking this shit. Duchovny's not going to start milking things for money. Like he's not going to threaten to quit and they're going to be like, okay, well, we'll kill the character. You can't kill Mulder. No one will watch the show. No, we can do this without you. Um, we're not even to that point yet, and it, it'll happen. It it will. During the chant, we see things from Mulder's perspective. Sort of, stay, his bed is up there, and he is against a star field, <laughs> where the outlines of several people, presumably his ancestors or holy people, show up to greet him. And the first one to step forward and speak to him is our good friend Deep Throat. It was so good to see Jerry Harden again. I also kind of feel like the ancestors look like they're about to sing Bohemian Rhapsody for uh, Deep Throat there. Anyone else? Yeah. It looks like the Queen video for. The second one to step up and encourage Mulder to return to the and continue the fight is uh, <laughs> is uh, Bill Mulder. Who, it's his dad. Yeah, just got, if you don't remember, uh, the last mm -hmm. episode just got shot in the brain. I feel like there should have been more here. Mulder I feel like if you were gonna if you were gonna add some suspense, there should have been like tombs and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, and the flute boy and Dwayne Barry and then Bill and then Bill Scully urging Mulder to return to the land of the living because she still hasn't taken down the goddamn Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god, it would that would have been such a great episode. Oh man, I realize now uh, upon watching this, and I, I will scream constantly about the lack of continuity, but now there are certain things that happen in some later seasons that actually make kind of sense to me now. It's still fucking stupid. The entirety of it is still fucking stupid, but then it's also like, okay, that makes a little more sense now. Well, um, Mulder actually stirs at the vision of his father and asks the question, is his sister there too? And his, and his father says no. God damn it! This is right where I go, oh yeah, he's got a sister! Oh my 
Oh my god, and Marissa will know why I, I'm angry here. Because oh. this becomes inconsistent. I'm going to stop here and not say more, but this becomes inconsistent. Meanwhile, back in D.C., we didn't oh, talk about the little scene with the aliens running around. Right during that vision that he's had, having with Deep Throat and in between Deep Throat and his father, he sees a bunch right, of those right. aliens running around as the gas canisters are being thrown into that uh, refrigerated unit. Oh, that's right. He just sees the fuck, yeah, the worst fucking thing. Yeah, he sees mass genocide. Yeah, he sees these people being genocided in that boxcar uh, during the during that thing. And and the truth is a lot deeper than Mulder realizes. I I I actually really hate that scene. Like it kind of makes me. Sad. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts watching it big time. This is I, good episode. Back in D.C., Scully is visited by a very drunk Frohickey who is... I like how fucking wasted the two of them get together. Like, who is, oh, man. Know, yeah, Frohickey brings, brings over the Irish whiskey. They're, they're toasting to the, death, to the possible death of Mulder. Frohickey also shows uh, Scully that the... Uh, Scully, a newspaper clipping... That which is the obituary for our good friend the thinker. Because we can't have the decency of him dying on screen. No, no, bitches. He was born off screen. That's how he dies. As it turns out, the date on the article says that he was killed two days after Mulder's disappearance. Again, this means something. This is important. Scully goes into detective mode, of course, and think and figures, hey. If they have ballistics data from the gun that took down from the uh, bullet that took down uh, took down the thinker, maybe it might match the ones that were in Mulder's that, that were shot into Mulder's apartment and into the brain of Mulder's dad. And you're going to learn that there's only one gun between like four syndicate agents. This is what you're about to learn. I need to borrow the gun. <laughs> 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 That's where he's saying, like, uh, all the bells and whistles would have gone off if something like that had happened. And she uh, pretty much shoots him down like, well, maybe you're not, like, investigating further. And he's like, she, she like, threw shade oh, yeah. at his position. And he got salty. Go, yeah, she goes in to speak to Skinner about this. She has to go in through the front entrance, which is an odd thing for her. And, and of course. And yet the, the security guard knows her. The security guard knows her. I don't even like look, I go through the same fucking door every day and none of the security guards know me this well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm at the front entrance and I only know the people going in the front entrance. If you're coming in a different entrance, I don't fucking know you. Like yeah. I might have seen your picture, but I'm not like on a first like I'm not like on a talking basis with you. Nice to see you again, Agent Scully. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Like, how it do you totally, know? Totally weird. That is a little creepy. But as she goes through, um, I think they just had to have that bit of dialogue to point out that she doesn't usually go through a metal detector before coming to work. Mm -hmm. As she goes through, the metal detector goes off, which is strange because she's not wearing much in the way of metal or anything in the way of metal or carrying a weapon or anything right, like well, that. And then he also says, eh, these things are kind of crazy. They're a little wacky sometimes. They go off for no reason. He passes the wand over her. <laughs> and then she leaves. And the wand doesn't work. It's like, okay, I guess... Uh, yeah, you're okay. Yeah. I'm sure you don't have a bomb. Here's yeah. the... I, I have two incongruent things here in regards to metal detectors in federal buildings. The only time I... I have never been into a government building where I didn't have to walk through a metal detector. And this includes actually in the 90s 
uh, going into the United States Capitol, and I was like eight, I still had to go through a metal detector. And I went through a and I went through a Congress entrance. I went through a super special entrance. It's a complicated story, and for some reasons, like a recovered memory at this point. Two, uh, there's a metal detector uh, in my break room at work. I've set it off just by looking at it. So, meh. Well, still, it was a strange thing. But Scully goes in to talk with Skinner about the ballistics test she wants to run. So Skinner reminds her very sternly that her investigative capacity is suspended at the moment. He used the daddy voice. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, she thinks she wants, but she still wants to help. And she says, "Why? So you can have a better bargaining chip and get and increase your chances of reinstatement?" It's like because I want justice. You can't handle justice. Wait. What Skinner wants to know about is the data tape. Oh, this gets really lousy at the end. Yeah, I like this bitch. is. Uh, but Scully does not have. Do not have no. And then she leaves angrily. It, it's adorable. And then like, what is CSM doing in that room? Is that like is that Skinner's private toilet? Scully leaves. <laughs> uh, Scully leaves the villa. Uh, Scully leaves. Pretty. Pi- uh, You're not going to answer my question. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, no, okay, wait, yes. Yeah, yeah, like he walks out of the room and into Skinner's office. And he's like, uh, did you ask her about the tape? Well, did you ask her about, did you not, like, the Were walls? Were you listening or not, you motherfucker? That's what that room was built for. <laughs> it's like the only thing I can think is that that has to be, a, like, a Skinner's private toilet or some craziness. And he just was a little busy. I don't know. Is this the point where you and I were talking about it and you're like, I like that picture of Bill Clinton. It's hilarious. I'm like, no, the Janet Reno, Reno picture is much better. And it's the craziest picture of Janet Reno. too. <laughs> Scully is heading, uh, is heading back out and uh, gets kind of a wild hair up her ass and decides to ask if she can go through the thing again. And she does, setting it off a second time. And she asks to do the wand again, but this time turns around. Which she should have done, really. The the wand goes off when it, at the ba- at a, at a uh, point around the base of the back of her, which is kind of weird. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in New Mexico, Mulder is coming out of his uh, blessing way coma, and um, he's decided to leave. Oh no no! Seen before that, she went to a doctor and had it extracted. Oh, oh, oh right. yeah, that happened. She does go to a doctor and gets an X-ray done. Has the small piece of metal extracted. Looking under a microscope, it seems that the pe- that the pe- that the hunk of metal is a computer chip. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Said I, I. I know what it looks like to me. Why don't you look at it? Why don't you tell me? Which is like the like most bullshit thing to ever say to someone, right? I know the answer. What do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> of now, course, Scully, I know what that means. Scully does not remember getting this, getting something like this implanted. And so, of course, this goes back to one breath in her abduction, right? Oh, my God. Are we about up to the angriest, like, international cafe commercial I've ever seen in my life? Uh, She confides the story to her sister, who encourages her to um, uh, go and see a regressive hypnotherapist. Oh, God. I swear to God, I thought we covered this. I I swear I thought we covered how stupid this was. We did because we did. Uh, it did come up in Conduit and it's going to come up it came again. Up, came up like right away in the first three episodes. Yeah, it came up in Conduit and this is going to come back up in like violent 
violent and madness later when we get to Patient X and Red and the Black. Um, it's it's gonna get bad, it, and it's it's gonna get really ridiculous. And let's all remember that we're at a point where it's like, no, this is fine. It's 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 not fine. It's it's bullshit. Don't do this. The hypnotherapy does not go well. She gets a little bit freaked out by it and pieces by, out of there by a rapey mctherapist yeah i felt like he was kind of being being a sexual deviant there it, she was okay to just be like no She's thank you being a kavanaugh uh, <laughs> uh, oh. when she comes back home she finds skinner leaving her apartment kind of a her i don't know what's more unbelievable that like skinner is just being kind of you know trying to sneak out of Arlington under the cover of late afternoon inconspicuously, or that Scully was able to find a parking lot uh, spot on the street that close to her apartment. It's impressive. I'm really impressed. Like Mulder is now recovering from the blessing way chant and is told by Albert that he can't bathe or change clothes for the next four days. And Mulder's like, and Mulder is like, I am, I am here for this. He's like, uh, yeah, he's like wearing a bat. He's like, he's wearing a, a towel right now. I was like, yeah, I was planning on it. And it's like mission, like way ahead of you there. Scene. They gave him like a ritual bath. No, that, I feel that bad. wasn't ritual. I think that was just more like, uh, okay. <laughs> Guys, we're just going to tell him it's a ritual bath. <laughs> what you smell him. Yeah, did he smell like that before he went down? Yeah. How do you think we tracked him? How do you think we? How do you think the buzzards found him? Ah. Uh, uh, Scully gives Skinner a call to see why the heck he was at her apartment, but Skinner denies having visited the apartment. The, this is the best phone call ever. The smoking man takes a nice long drag off of his cigarette, and it's like, "Do you mind, bro?" Like. It's a good scene, though, because when you're watching him uh, on the phone with Scully, he is he doesn't give that he's even sitting across from the, the cigarette smoking man you know? no. until, until he puts the phone down and then they, they switch it. Really also, good acting on, on that part, too. I also like uh, the fact that that is the biggest fucking phone, cordless phone I've ever seen. And I don't know if it's because Jillian Anderson's head is so I think tiny. It gets bigger each each uh, yeah, each episode. It does. It does. It's ridiculous. Scully's next stop is Boston to attend the funeral of Bill. She finds uh, Mulder's mother there. What is Mulder's mom's name? She doesn't have one. Did she had a dream of Mulder floating in a starry sky? Right. right. And what to I, her? Yeah. Yeah. And on my face, all I, like sweaty and hot. <clears throat> And like somehow they put Mulder in like my favorite Instagram filter filter. Yeah, I love that. That's like antique, right? The funny thing is he's like wearing a shirt too. You'd think he'd be like shirtless in her head, but no, he's no, no, he is fully clothed. He is wearing a lot of clothes at that point. I was surprised he didn't have a muzzle. <laughs> okay. That's her name. Okay. Uh, Mulder's Mulder's mom's name is Tina. Yeah, but we don't actually know that at this point. Yeah, she's Mulder's <laughs> mom that he wakes up at the side of the bed. This is Mrs. Mulder. Like, she literally, they do not give this poor woman a name for season. It's, it's horrible. She approaches her mom to express condolences and tell her that she has a hunch that, that, that Fox will be back soon. 
How do you know? I just know. While she's there, she also uh, meets another funeral attendee. It's the well-manicured man. Delivers a warning. He says that he is part of a consortium of sorts, a think tank. A group of people believe that the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Um. Um. Build a burger? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Not real. Not, She's not got her real. own deep throat. It's nice. Well, it's she nice. thinks good for her. She's warning. It, it, he warns her because she believes that some. Of, he believes that some agents of the syndicate are acting rather rashly, and that either they're going to send two guy, one or two men, to to do it to kill her execution style, or lure her out by having her meet uh, meet someone she trusts. Later that evening, back in D.C., she gets a call from her sister, Melissa. She's like, how did it go? Did you recover anything? And she's like, yeah, yeah, maybe. She's like, it's pretty weird. And her sister says, well, let me come over. And she says, okay, knowing that she was just warned by uh, oh. somebody in, affiliated with this that they were going to come kill her. How did that slip her mind? And then, and then she decides to call back. She's like, oh, wait, I'm going to come there. It's like, how? how what, you're an FBI agent. Even I can see how stupid that is. You just told your sister you're going to come to a place that you were just warned that somebody's going to come kill you at. Boulder, meanwhile, has made, it, made, her, made his way up to <clears throat> his mom's home in Greenwich, Connecticut. <laughs> See, she had to go to bed early because she was being harassed by that Hunter Hearst Homely. Uh, and, that's where Vin- yeah, that's where Vince McMahon lives. From and the, the Mean WWE, Street right? Posse at I. <laughs> that's where the McMahons live in Greenwich, Connecticut. Rich ass neighborhood. I wonder what how much how, how she has that. Much Damn, money. I want to know the Alamo there because you know Bill was paying it. Like that whole area, Stanford and Greenwich is that that's money up there. Mulder is there when she gets home. And- She's, of course, incredibly relieved to see him after. You're going to a funeral for her ex-husband. Um, uh, but Mulder wants to question her, grill her about the about a picture he found of his father outside of what looks like a mining facility with a few recognizable faces. Oh yeah, there's uh, your father and your. Fa- I mean, oh, <sighs> um, we should talk at some point, Fox. Did he make you choose? Ah. Uh... What? That's this next episode. Oh, sorry. But I'm ahead of myself. <laughs> she uh, Mulder picks up her picks up his dad's old gun and heads back down to DC. It's important for Mulder to have a gun. His penis is tiny. You gotta you gotta have a gun. You gotta right. have a gun. So it's like Scully calls Melissa back and tells her tells her, No, I'll come to you, or leaves that message on her answering machine. God damn it, these people in their phone tag. This is why I call you like when you don't pick up. This is why I call like 28 times until you pick up. We are not going to have this as a security risk. On her way out, Skinner pulls up to the pulls up to Scully and says, get in the car. We got to have a talk. Get in, loser. We're going conspiracy hunting. The two drive to a place to uh, to Mulder's apartment, which, of course, is why didn't we already figure out that that place was like super bugged? It is like they are literally like, fuck, man. Everybody is listening in at Mulder's. That's pretty silly. (sighs) Oh, God. Are we about to hit all the bad cliches here? Melissa shows up at the at Scully's place and is immediately shot in the head by Luis Cardinal. I want to be very clear on this. This was Luis's work, not Crychek's. But (laughs) this is Luis Cardinal and Crychek freaks the fuck out. 
because they didn't tell Nick Lee that they were going to shoot the woman who was at the time pregnant with one of his children. I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, Scully might have known this was going to happen. This seems too, I don't know. You feel like she might have just been like, okay, I, I hate you, Missy. Uh, I, again, have often had these thoughts <laughs> about siblings. But yeah, it's like, I like Crycheck freaks the fuck out. It's great. It's fucking great. <clears throat> like, he is almost to the point of the year. Scully and uh, Skinner get to Mulder's apartment. And uh, when Skinner steps in first, Scully pulls a gun on him and holds him at gunpoint. This and he's like, really are you for real? Like, absolutely sure that Skinner is, is, is there to kill her. Like, Scully gets super paranoid in this moment. She has also been drinking water. Yeah, she even pissed herself. Oh my god, this is so... Yeah, she we're got gonna encouraged hit... by, by Mulder uh, punching him in the face. She's like, I could do it too! She's tiny and angry, <laughs> and like, this is everybody this is just gonna get like she, tell, is... she tells him to go sit down on the couch on his hands. This part was like such a power move. I was just uh, waiting it's... for her to pull out a dildo and be like, all right, now open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it is at this point that Skinner cops to being in possession of the tape. He was the one that removed it from Mulder's desk, and it's kept it, that fact hidden from the cigarette smoking man. Why? To protect Scully. Obviously. Why? Uh, okay, fine. fine. Can we just get but to... more to the point, he wants to use it as leverage. But when movement out the outside the door distracts Scully, we're gonna get into all the bad stereo, uh, the, all the cliches in this, right? Skinner draws his gun and points it right back in, right back at her. To be continued. Da da da. That's good. That was really good. Okay. Yeah. This. I'm shaking. This, as I'm a shaking. second. As the second act to this trilogy, I'd say that this ramped up things quite a bit. Even, <laughs> but even with the Indian, even with the native mysticism aside, this was a damn good episode. It brought back a thread that we haven't touched since like the beginning, the first half of this of, sec, of season two. Two recurring characters are now dead. Yeah, bodies are gonna keep dropping, kids. And I think that and and some and some stuff is gonna happen to really shake up the status quo of this uh, of this series at this point is it i think so i think this is this is where um uh, skin well i don't want th that happens in the next episode but i think skinner becomes the it becomes a much more staunch ally of Baron scully uh i think that and i think that what i like about this whole arc is the fact that the dat tape has now become like the football it's the Another, it's the MacGuffin. It's, it's the, MacGuffinist. It is the grand MacGuffinist here. Who's Another thing it? they added in was uh, when he was leaving, they gave him sunflower seeds. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a nice little touch. Yeah, he opened the medicine bag that you're not supposed to open. And he changed his clothes. And he changed his clothes. Fuck. Well, I think and he went to right to work the, the second he left. There was like, That's you're not true. supposed to work or change your clothes. Oh, he was like, I'm going to change my clothes and go to work as soon as they leave. Thank you. And he's and like, he, yeah, okay, gotcha. And he stuffs that, all those sunflower seeds into his mouth and just starts chewing. And they're like, those were actually supposed to be worn around your neck. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It's like, he, it, it's like he wasn't technically on the clock. Like he didn't get paid for that craziness. No, but still. But he's still wearing that blue button-down shirt for the next foreseeable future, so... Oh, God. <sighs> God, how bad do you think that shirt smells? 
After four days, it's probably pretty rank. I mean, if you want me to say something nasty about it, it, it gets a little, it does kind of get a little weird. It does get a little, you know, white people mysticism about the natives. It, it kind of starts to show how really incompetent the conspiracy is. And which is why I'm really surprised that people really believe in this shit, that there really is this government conspiracy because the, the people who would be fucking keeping it quiet are really incompetent and more so here That's than the, anywhere else. Th this is the thing I noticed. Like the members of the syndicate seem to hate each other. Yeah, it's the mean girls. It's like, and nobody <laughs> likes the cigarette, and no, and nobody. I think that oh comes god, up the is he gonna be too. here? Nobody likes cigarette smoke, man. Especially not well manicured, man. <laughs> you wonder what went down. Like, like there was, there's some corned beef here. They look like they don't, they don't, they don't seem to 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 take kindly to each other. I feel like they tolerate each other. Like, I want to know what the Christmas party is like with the syndicate. Probably not fun. They probably force each other to do things to each other so that they resent each other later, and they have pictures to hold it above them, so that, that way if anyone ever fucks them over, they can, like... That's probably where it all comes from. Yeah. Marissa, you got any thoughts on this one? I liked it. Um, Probably not as much as Anasazi. <laughs> yeah. No, Anasazi's good, and it kind of gets a little... This one was... They, they kept this one going, though, till the end, at least, and at the end, it made me like, oh, yeah, this is... Was not as good as Anasazi, you're right. Well, it's the second act, it's good, but it, the whole point was to drag this out to a third episode. I, I'm kind Why of with Shannon. I, I started losing it around the drifting through space thing and talking to people. Like, that was a lot of weird. There's a lot of things that you could have done with this, and I get it. And you know, it's it. It's almost like the, the Twin Peaks thing with Tibet, right? Uh, not so much because I don't think we really get into like. Like, this is the thing is it's like it, the Tibetan thing with like Dale Cooper, which if you've not seen Twin Peaks, uh, go watch it or not. Uh, it, it gets weird and it's hard to follow sometimes. But there's an entire explanation of where Dale Cooper is like, I would like to tell you about the plight of the people of Tibet. And like, you know, though, he doesn't really understand because at that point when he goes into the speech about tibet and the dream and being visited by yogis in his sleep and all of this that it's like he's fucking weird but it's okay for him to say this because he he doesn't know better he's a dumb child this is like being presented as sincere mm, it and, was just off it was just off touch i think and i get it and there's sort of and here's the thing is it's like and i get it and i get it from a static element where it's like this is this is basically the descent into the you know into the underworld where you know like Odysseus goes and to speak with you know Tiresias and he goes into the underworld and he has to there conflict and understand what he must uh, go through once he returns back home kind of shit and every generation kind of does this and et cetera et cetera et cetera but it's really the dumbest way of doing this though it's like however Star knowing what is coming knowing what is coming and i'm gonna i'll point this out when this happens in the next episode the presence of of albert um uh, oh no no it's like the, 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 the use of albert in what we are going to get to with paperclip i think is what you're trying to refer to yeah. is really cool like this is like when we get to it it's fucking amazing and it's a fucking great scene and i I, it's Mitch Pelegi's Oscar clip kind of thing. Um, but right now, 
it's a little weird. It it really does kind of play into like I feel like for all the strengths of this episode, it really plays into some really irritating tropes for me. And you know, some of it is the noble savage, some of it is um you know, like the descent into the underworld and the knowledge and sageness. And then, you know, Mulder asks, well, where was that place? And it's like, it lives inside you. That's a bullshit answer. That's a bullshit answer that you give. That's the kind of shit, you know, self-help third new wave bullshit that uh, makes me mad. There is the noble Wait, savage. You saying what? you've never been there? No. Oh. No, I'm hollow and empty inside <laughs> and just filled with anger. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm so fat. I have a lot of anger. No, there's that. It's like, and then you end it with, at the time when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. But now I'm looking at it and I'm like, you're ending it with the Mexican standoff and the movement at the door. Some well, lazy ass writing. Tune, you got to get them to tune in next week. But it's lazy writing. They're tuning in anyway. It's not like they're <laughs> viewers at this point. Well, okay. We're going to um, uh, get to the review, to the final scores for blessing way right after we disseminate all the information that you our basement dwelling listeners need to uncover the truth about our other projects first we're going to talk about the medicinal mass network that is headed by our good friend valentine hey check out uh, medicinal mass network probably where you got this it's uh it's good stuff because you're probably here listening to it and there are other podcasts too right <laughs> yeah there's some yeah. other stuff and some other things but all right, we we also um uh, have uh, my wife who I mentioned earlier, Shannon Ryder. Um, yeah. Well, you can go on over to fanfiction.net and search for. No, don't do that. Good God, no. Um, that's only for Patreon supporters. That is definitely only for Patreon supporters. Um, no. Uh, usually you can find me at schuffrights.com, or you can follow the links in the show notes to uh, uh the Amazon where you can find those things there as well. And uh, we'll be somewhere. And uh, I will also be standing on the corner of, you know, McGregor and Gray screaming about the prophecy of the end time as told to me through the waffle I had yesterday morning for breakfast uh, and about how the end of days are coming and that the now hour is nigh. All right. And the, and Marissa is also known as the delight. She does art. I do. And uh, I can also, found on uh, answering obscure non-porn related questions. I'm looking for them specifically. <laughs> but uh, you can find all my uh, art stuff on the website, the podcast, just oddite delight me anywhere. Type that shit on the, on the Google. Find her on all the find bullshit. It. Uh Google's you can also go to a cliff and uh build a fire and smoke knife do yeah smoke signals, right? <laughs> I don't have any other projects going on right now, so I'm just going to be, uh, since we're in the autumn months now, I'm just going to be just snorting long rails of pumpkin spice, folks. Oh my god, they started selling that at Starbucks the other That's day. I was super excited. Bitch. Basic bitch. Such a basic bitch. <laughs> Can you free would it be basic if I free base if I free based it? That's that is like no, that would make you a hipster basic, basic bitch. <laughs> Connie, that is like the oh man, that is like the definition of basic though. All right, we're going to give our final scores for Blessing Ways. Uh, and I'm going to give this one a, 
yeah, this one three out of five uh those little hopey indian symbols that are all over the fucking place when we went to sedona oh yeah yeah i remember that uh, i'm gonna give this one a smallpox blanket it was not the spanish uh valentine i'm gonna give this uh four out of six and a half uh sweaty dudes in a sweat lodge left not a white dude dying on a table and Marissa? i'm gonna give this one three out of five people in black spandex suits and black masks standing too close like- to the camera without enough <laughs> lighting on them or not enough shadows on them for us yes. to be convinced they're anything but dudes in masks and spandex out, out. you know you what i'm fucking saying Sorry, yeah they kind of they kind of look like they're in zentai suits and they are either getting <laughs> resting bohemian rhapsody or in high school i did spoon river anthology and that's how they lit us on the stage all right so that's all about it for this week's episode of the fbi basement what did you what no what did you say that was sounded weird to me what did i say that's all it about that i don't what what is that even? Okay, I'll try it again. <laughs> no, no, I like that. I like that. Join us next time when we discuss conspiracies and Nazis and some things in West by God, Virginia. It's uh, the stunning conclusion. The thrilling conclusion. Surprising conclusion. Scientology and the aftermath. Wait. Miraculous <laughs> ending. The FBI Basement comes to you via the Medicinal Mass Network at medicinalmass.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, pretty much anywhere you get your on-demand audio. If you like if you like us, send us some cash via Patreon or just share us. Send us get a get, our, get us out to other people. Give us some five-star reviews. Oh yeah, give us those reviews. Rate us and review us cuz that really helps other people find us. But if you can't do all that, then your listenership is enough, my friends. No, it's not. Review us. This has been Todd for Shannon, Valentine, and Marissa. And Watson. I forgot Watson. Watson saying good night, and the truth is out there. I made this. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. The mic picked that up. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that's the first time I've ever. (laughs) This is a this is a special moment. (laughs) Special. So special. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. Gunter Grieben Glauken Globen. I'm gonna like let Shannon look at this picture for a Still angry about that. Son of a Now that you're angry, what's up, truth seekers? Welcome to the FBI basement. It's almost like brutalizing native people comes natural to whites. <laughs> <laughs>